Welcome to Hook, Line, and Splitter, a Jersey Shore Blue Claws podcast. Hook, Line, and Splitter is presented by NJR Home Services. And now, here's your host, Greg Giambarisi. Hook, Line, and Splitter, episode 19 of Jersey Shore Blue Claws podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Greg Giambarisi. Saturday, Blue Claws played an absolutely wild game in Hudson Valley. That would be Saturday the 14th. Six perfect innings from Tyler McKay to start it. Blue Claws ended up winning 2-0 in 12, a game in which they did not allow a hit until the 10th inning. Tyler will be our guest here today. He was high A East pitcher of the week for his efforts. Hook, line, and splitter is a Jersey Shore Blue Claws podcast, and it's presented by NJR Home Services, bringing you simple solar savings so you can enjoy the sunshine both at home and at the ballpark. So, this is episode 19, Hook, Line, and Splitter. We will hear from Blue Claws pitcher Tyler McKay in a little while. Blue Claws will be home this weekend. And then after this weekend, Sunday wraps up this homestand against the Asheville Taurus. Two weeks on the road. And then the final homestand of the season, September 7th through the 12th, when the Greensboro Grasshoppers will be in town. And that's it for 2021. Hard to believe, but... Uh, going in, you know, through games of Thursday, so only nine games after Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then the six on the the final homestand. So we'll get to a Tyler McCann in just a little bit. Blue Claws baseball and this podcast is also brought to you by Rich Green Lawns, the leading lawn fertilization company of the Jersey Shore. We provide lawn, non-turf, tick, mosquito, and tree and shrub programs. Now is the time to think about core aerating and seeding. Call today at seven three two three seven zero. Five nine six three. So Tyler McKay, the Blue Claws right-hander, he will be our guest. We'll hear from him in just a moment. He was, of course, with the Blue Claws in 2019 and then had what was certainly the best start of his career in 2021 on Saturday in Hudson Valley when he threw six perfect innings, just 54 pitches against a good Renegades team that's been in first place for much of the season in high A East Northern Division. So let's hear from Blue Claws right-hander Tyler McKay. This is episode 19, Hook, Line, and Splitter, a Jersey Shore Blue Claws podcast presented by NJR Home Services. Here is Tyler McKay. Our guest Blue Claws pitcher, Tyler McKay, six perfect innings on Saturday night up in Hudson Valley. Tyler, welcome. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. So how did, uh, at what point on Saturday did you kind of realize you had not allowed a base runner yet? Uh, well, so I kind of cruised through the first couple innings, and uh, we had I threw a fastball inside, and a guy kind of turned on one, and uh, Fosnott made a really nice play out in left field, and then that kind of opened my eyes to it. Um, it's you know when things like six innings like that happen, you got to have some good defensive plays behind you, and that's kind of what opened my eyes that, and then also Corbin had a play in center that kind of kept it going as well, so. Those yeah, that was in the as well. Yeah, that was in the fifth or sixth. Yeah, the Corbin's Corbin's was uh yeah kind of a it was a three two count so I kind of just laid that one in there and uh, defense money play for me so. So at what point um, did you realize that you had kind of your best fastball command and command of everything that night? Uh, I mean it's been coming along the last few weeks kind of since I came back from Florida and. I was unlucky on that Sunday. I felt like I kind of had that stuff as well and kind of got rained out. So, uh, but I mean, we've been doing some work and it felt, felt really well on, uh, 
what was that Saturday. So hopefully we can keep it going. You know, warming up. Um, I mean, you always do, but it, you never really know until you get out on the um, mound and you're on the field. So um, you always want to have your stuff in the bullpen. But I mean, those are the days you have terrible stuff in the bullpen. You go out there and do really well and vice versa. So. <clears throat> Sorry, you only threw 54 pitches. Yeah. Um, did you think they might leave you in? Or I, I know you that was your longest career outing, too, and you had just come back from the injury. So, But you're only throwing yeah, 54 so pitches. I wasn't quite built up. I know it's not a lot of pitches, but uh, six up-downs is the longest I've had in my career ever since we've done the piggyback system. So it kind of um, – I understood why I was getting taken out. Um, it's a long season, so – got to have your arm healthy to continue going so but we also had Silva come in and throw three three or three no hit inning as as well so um kind of in those situations you just look toward the next guy and hopefully so, up as well that was a wild game now uh, you guys had a couple chances in the later innings and then obviously extra innings was crazy neither team could get the inherited runner in and then you finally win it in the 12th so how much and then you know, you leave, you still have the no-hitter. Silva comes in, still have the no-hitter through nine. How much were you able to see or follow after you came out? Like, did you have to go back to the clubhouse, which I know is, like, way down the line? How much were you able to follow? No, I saw you back uh, in the dugout in extra innings. No, Fury actually said I could stay out there and kind of continue to watch. So, I never I never left the dugout. It was, okay. uh, it was nice to see those guys do that. And, I mean, the defense we had that day was unbelievable. I mean, the whole – um, the inherited runners for, uh, what was that? Three innings. Um, and yeah. the next innings uh, with the guy on second, nobody out. I mean, I know Tatum had two plays at the plate, the plate that kept us in the game. So, I mean, just all around defensively and pitching was a great game and it was a really fun game to win, especially against a team that's battling for the playoffs. So Perfect. it kind of had that playoff vibe to it. It was, it was a good game. So how do you feel, um, not just physically, but like, how do you feel your stuff is and how do you feel you're a better pitcher now than you were when you finished up here in 2019? Um, I just feel like, I mean, over the COVID was obviously weird not having a season, but I mean, I think everybody kind of just needed time to settle in and get back into thing, uh, get back into the swing of things. And um, I really do think our team's turning around and we look pretty good. So um, just, I mean, we just need to keep throwing the ball and, uh, try and finish the season strong. What do you think the key for you is? is? Is it just the fastball command getting ahead of everybody? Obviously, the other night you were doing that, only throwing nine pitches an inning. So yeah, you can't I, do that without throwing strikes. I mean, what's the most important thing for you when you go out there every day? Every start? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, it all works off the fastball. So, I mean, if you're able to put the fastball where you want it, then your off speed's going to work. I mean, as long as you're throwing th everything through the zone, I mean, we had a good game plan going in. But, yeah, I mean, I'd definitely say that's the biggest thing for me is just have that fastball command and then everything else will kind of fall into place. Two years now working with Matt Hockenberry, what have you kind of learned from him and how do you guys work together um, in between starts as, as now you've worked with him for a you know, season and a half? Yeah, so, I mean, it's just we have every day we have hitter meetings and kind of just – I mean, it's important to go into the game plan, but you know, we got guys here that have stuff. So if we, if we're able to just put the, our stuff through the zone and let the hitters kind of get themselves out, um, that's kind of what, how we attack it. Um, I think on this team, we have a, a lot of guys that have strikeout stuff and 
it's just not getting too focused on getting strikeouts and raising pitch count, just kind of throwing it through the zone and let our defense do the work. Analytically, how much do they do they work with you guys, um, you know, between starts and how have you kind of embraced that stuff and how has it grown since you've been in the system? Oh, it's grown a lot. I mean, there's you learn everything about your pitches. I mean, um, the big thing for me from 19 to now is working on a breaking ball and um, just having everything that we have with TrackMan, Rapsodo and using those numbers to sharpen up the slider and look, make it look more like your fastball and um, harder for the hitters to pick up is definitely, I mean, we've used, I've used that a lot. I know a lot of guys here do. Um, it's definitely a tool that'll help us move along in our career. Adam Leverett was saying when he was here back in, in um, you know, June or July, June, I guess, uh, you know, he was saying that they would look, that he would look at, you know, the specific pitch metrics from every start and say, all right, well, this is kind of where things went wrong. And then that's the adjustment you make in between starts. Hey, my slider wasn't doing what it was supposed to. What, how can I adjust the slider? But instead of looking at the specific outcome, look at the, the analytical output of, you know, from the computer, from the, you know, for that specific pitch. Yeah. Is that something that you guys kind of do as a group? Uh, yeah. And I think it varies guy to guy. I mean, I'm a guy that, uh, like, I don't really mess with my change-up and two-seam uh, metrics. I mean, that's kind of two pitches that I know, like, if I'm throwing them right, they're, they're going to move the way I want them. Uh, I mean, it's definitely, like, if, for example, like me, I'm working on more slider, uh, getting that to be better. So that's definitely something I do with my slider, for sure. When are you up next? Uh, I believe Friday night. Friday night. So hopefully we get a nice uh, clean weather. The last time you pitched here, you kind of got it. That was a brutal, yeah, brutal day. Was spitting the whole day, and then once yeah. that ball, they could have stopped it three or four times. And then they find once that ball slipped out of your hand, that, that was it. But yeah. I mean, that was just an impossible day. You yeah. don't need to, you don't need to comment on why they let the game continue. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that one for you. Um, all right, growing up, Missouri. Uh, I know you're a big Cardinal fan, but who is a and a Pujols guy? But who is a pitcher that you like to watch? Yeah, so uh, Adam Wainwright growing up, I mean, I know he's been around for years and he continues to do it at his age. And uh, this year, I mean, throwing a complete game shutout not too long ago. I mean, he's just a guy that really understands his stuff and what hitters are trying to do. Um, so he's really fun to watch. And not that like I try and be like him, just like learning little things that he does um, as he's lost velocity throughout the years and still able to keep hitters off balance. So that's a guy I really enjoy watching. It's been three years since the draft. Uh, what do you remember about that whole process and experience that maybe you wish you had known before you uh, entered it? Um, I mean, you know, you don't, you never know what you're going to come into. Uh, but just getting that call was amazing. And, uh, and spending that time with my family was awesome because, you know, every, every kid that, Grow, or plays baseball grows up dreaming of that so um but just realizing I mean you gotta you're gonna struggle in the minors and just you're you you're just not knowing what you're going into that you really have to like work hard and um learn a lot about the game but uh that's the fun part of it so if I asked you the morning of the draft who you thought would take you would you have said the Phillies uh no so uh Kind of the morning, the morning of the draft, uh, I thought maybe it'd be day one, 
and obviously ended up being day three. So um, I was just kind of waiting on calls and if it happened, it happened. If not, then uh, I was uh, gonna go enjoy my time at Arizona State, but um, luckily it did happen and here we are, so. How much contact had you had with the Phillies leading in? Um, a little bit here and there. Um, I had a lot of contact with uh, Brunson, uh, Will Brunson. Uh, he's passed uh, a couple years ago, but uh, he uh, he was a guy that I always talked to. Um, great guy. Uh, but I mean, it, it you never know day of, yeah, and no. it's crazy for them. They I know they have a lot going on. It's crazy for agents. So um, it's always a crazy day. But when when you get the call, there's it's uh, it's bittersweet for sure. And then the other one I wanted to ask you about was the trade deadline a couple of weeks ago because you guys had two pitchers from your room get traded. Kevin Gowdy goes to Texas. Tyler Birch goes to Baltimore. What was that like for you guys as a, as a group? I know obviously you're a, you're a tight-knit group of pitchers with Matt there, and you know you were teammates with Gowdy for two full seasons here. What was, what was that whole day like for you guys? Um, it, was, uh, it was crazy. Uh, you never – like to see guys leave, especially a guy like, I mean, I hadn't had a much contact with Birch. Uh, I kind of met him this year, um, obviously with the COVID and everything, uh, not getting, being able to see everyone, but I mean, Gowdy, uh, I mean, that guy, we, I mean, we've taken trips from Florida all the way across the country, uh, following each other. He's a really good friend. We've stayed in contact. Um, but I mean, you, you hope the best for those guys. Those guys are getting traded for big leaguers. So, you know, they're going to be add value to their career. So, I mean, it's awesome to see a guy get that opportunity. It just sucks to have lose a friend, but I mean, uh, we stay in contact, um, but I wish the best for both of those guys. One more, uh, this, when you were here in 19, the schedule was kind of a real hectic mess of travel and limited days oh, yeah. off and long trips. This year, nice, shorter trips, Monday off every week. How do you guys like it as players, having experienced both ends from the same clubhouse? Oh, it's great. Um, just, I mean, you see a lot of the same hitters, so that's the only thing that's, I mean, really different. But as far as the travel, I mean, it's way easier on the bodies, um, not taking 14-hour bus rides to Georgia. So, Do you like your Mondays off? And Mondays off, yes. Time to golf, time to, uh, you know, enjoy the – things we can't do whenever we're playing six days. I mean, you've probably been able to, I don't know how many you've played, but you've probably been able to play easily 12, 15 rounds every Monday this yeah, summer. We, and then two years ago, you probably could play three. Yeah, if that. So um, it's been nice uh, for sure. And then even if Getting we them straight, golf, I am not playing great right now. Oh. I got I to gotta be playing, uh, playing more often. But Who is uh, the best on fun. the team? Uh, well, probably I go with Lindau a lot. He's pretty, he's pretty good. Um, he hits the ball pretty well. His irons are a little better. That's where I'm lacking, but I'm pretty good on the putting green. But when it comes to the irons, I got to hit those straight. I'd be hitting them more often. Well, you, you got a, a couple of weeks to straighten it out before the off season. And then yeah. that's go time, right? Then you can play yeah, a lot we'll more. Be we'll be back in the off season for sure. Tyler, thanks so much. Appreciate a few minutes. Great game on Saturday. Good luck this week. Appreciate it. Thanks to Tyler McKay, Blue Claws right-hander, for a few minutes. He was fantastic, and uh, he'll pitch later this week against the Asheville Taurus here at First Energy Park. Blue Claws will be home through Sunday, and then 
back on the road two weeks. They'll go to Wilmington, and then they'll go to Aberdeen. It'll be a 13-game trip because they have to finish a game that was suspended here back on August the 8th against Aberdeen, a game that McKay started suspended in inning number three. So the Blue Claws and the Greensboro Grasshoppers will meet Pirates affiliate final six games of the season here on September 7th through September 12th. So you want to be here for that. It's local summer presented by Rothman Orthopedic. We'll have drink specials, three nights of fireworks, uh, food specials as well. Fan Appreciation Day, September 12th, the final game of the year. But as we sit here, you know, I'm recording this on August 18th. It's hard to believe, um, you know, there are only 11 games left in the season as of as I'm recording this. So obviously, fewer by the time you guys all listen to it. So it's been a you know it's been a crazy year, and we'll wrap it up in, in style. But um, if you're going to come out, now is the time. You don't want to miss it. So fireworks on uh, Wednesday the 18th, just tonight. And then Friday the 20th, Saturday the 21st, and then on Tuesday the 7th of September, Friday the 10th, and then a a special uh, show, a subdued show honoring the the victims of the 9-11 attacks. Uh, That'll be on the 11th, which will be the final uh, night game of the year with the season wrapping up on Sunday the 12th. As for this podcast, we'll keep going. Uh, into the offseason, of course, and uh, Hook, Line, and Splitter is always presented by NJR Home Services, bringing you simple solar savings so you can enjoy the sunshine both at home and at the ballpark. So, you know, we're going to keep going. We're going to have a couple of episodes coming up. Um, you know, obviously, we'll uh, have more over the course of the remainder of this season. And then, additionally, uh, we will hear from, you know, we'll do an episode when the, the 2022 schedule comes out. Uh, that should be pretty soon. Again, as I record this on the 18th uh, at 4.10, an hour and 10 minutes ago, the AAA teams began to release their schedules for 2022. Lehigh Valley uh, unveiled theirs earlier today at at 3 o'clock. So it'll be, um, you know, we'll get the schedule pretty soon. Lehigh Valley schedule looks a, a lot like the one that they have this year. Now they're playing a few different teams, but the schedule looks a lot like it does this year with Tuesday through Sunday series primarily a couple of um, uh, differentiations because of holidays. They, For example, they'll play a, a series through Sunday, July 3rd. They'll be home on July 4th, off on the 5th, and then continue the series that began on the 4th on the 6th. So some quirks like that uh, to account for holidays. They'll do the same thing on, on Labor Day weekend as well, on, on Labor Day itself. So uh, you know, we'll see how it goes in the high A East schedule, which will be released. Uh, I don't know exactly when, but obviously pretty soon with the AAA teams uh, beginning to release there. So we'll do an episode on that. We'll um, we'll wrap up the Blue Claws season, of course. We want to check in with a few of the other coaches. We do want to get Matt Hockenberry on here. Uh, Matt, the pitching coach, great guy. Uh, and he's done a really nice job with, uh, with this group that's obviously churned through a bunch of guys. But we've seen a lot of major improvements from players that we saw here with the Blue Claws in 2019, like Dominic Pimpkin, Tyler McKay, who you just heard from, Jordani Mosquito, who has had a couple of really good starts. Uh, on the 17th, he went six for the first time in his career, struck out eight uh, for the first time in his career as well. So as uh, as we record, there's only 11 more home games left for the Blue Claws in 2021. So you want to make it out to the ballpark, visit blueclaws.com slash tickets for more information to pick up your tickets now. So we'll be home through September 12th, but home this week, two weeks off, and then September 7th through 12th to wrap up 2021's baseball at the Jersey Shore with the Blue Claws. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 19 of Hook, Line, and Splitter. 
a Jersey Shore Blue Claws podcast presented by NJR Home Services. I'm Greg Jamborisi. Have a wonderful afternoon, everybody. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to Hook, Line, and Splitter at Jersey Shore Blue Claws podcast. Have a good day, everybody. Oh, Blue Claws.